0: Fuck <laughs> that! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It's my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down... ...and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this week, it's a solo episode, so I guess not every week, a guest of mine, my guest and I. Uh, this week, it's just me. It's episode 70. It is a special Happy Halloween episode of the show, and we are talking Ghostbusters. We're talking the NES version, okay? I know that it's been released on, like, Atari, Commodore 64, the Master System. There's, like, 100 different PC versions. Uh, the only one I've ever played is the NES. I think most people agree. that... That's like the worst or one of the worst. I think it's the best known one. Uh, So that's the one that we are talking about this week on the show. Before I do that, you guys know I've got to ramble a little bit. Also, oh yeah, also, uh, I beat it. Yesterday, I beat Ghostbusters on the NES yesterday with no cheating, no fucking codes, no turbo controller, nothing. Uh, I posted pictures of it. Uh, There'll be pictures of it on my Instagram and stuff like that. And uh, for proof, because I'm fucking, this is on my gaming resume. This is a big deal. Uh, So not only will I be talking about the game itself and the good and the bad, mostly the bad, uh, but I'll also give you some hints as to how I beat it and kind of give you some tips in case you want to try to beat it yourself so you can see that infamously. ...horrifically awesome uh, final screen that comes with it. Uh, But you guys know I'm going to ramble about some other stuff first. Uh, Quickly, if you want to skip over all this stuff, there's a timestamp in the description. You can bounce right to the discussion or the review or whatever you want to call it uh, of Ghostbusters on the NES. Uh, But I suggest hanging around. There's some cool stuff in the intro here this week. First and foremost, uh, I don't do a lot of this stuff... Um very often I don't plug a ton of other people's stuff, not because I don't like you or anything, but just because I uh I don't want to like play favorites and only plug some stuff. Um But David Ray, who is a frequent guest here on the show, uh he's been on episodes like Mega Man 2, uh Street Fighter 2, we just did Sim City uh for the Super Nintendo a couple weeks ago. Uh he's run into some hard times. He's a very good friend of mine. He lives here in Edmonton, he's a comic, he's an improver, he's a great guy, he's really funny. Uh, We all like him, and he's run into some hard times. Uh, There was a fire at his house. Uh, And then a few days later, his car was broken into and his computer and stuff were stolen. He's had a rough go at it. Uh, So he's hosting himself an event. And you can find more for it. The event is called Dave Aid. At least I'm not currently on fire. A benefit comedy show for a guy who can't seem to catch a friggin' break. It's Thursday, November 7th. If you're interested, you live here in Edmonton. Uh, It's going to be at the Grindstone Theater. It's awesome. You can find more information about it on his Twitter, which is at The Dave Ray. So at The D-A-V-E, the Dave, and then R-A-E, at the Dave Ray. Uh, throw him a follow on Twitter anyways because he's a really cool guy. He's really fun. He's nice. Say hi. Tell him that the, remember the game sent you. I'm sure he'd really appreciate it. He would. I'm sure he could even just use some kind words. But uh, if you're in Edmonton and you're looking for something to do uh, next Thursday, November 7th, go check out Dave's show. Funny dude. It's going to be worth your time. Uh, I promise. So, Dave, you're a good dude. Keep your head up. Things will get better, I hope. Uh you know that's how it works. So he's on social media. Follow him on there. And and speaking of social media, and this is where I wanted to go with this week's episode for my opening. Um, I, I fucking I hate social media. I I fucking hate it. If it wasn't for this podcast, I would probably just get off of it. And I guess I need it a little bit for comedy. But it's just it's like there's so much garbage and so much like neg- it could be fun. And actually, the member the game Twitter handle and, and Instagram, which at member the game will follow you back and everything. Uh, I have a lot of fun on those. But like, just the general world of social media sucks. And Reddit, uh, I've gotten more uh, active in Reddit over the last year. And I recently posted in uh, yesterday, or today, maybe it was today, it was today, um, on the Nintendo Switch forums, somebody was talking about, like, is there a new Switch coming anytime soon? And I weighed in and said, I think that a Switch Pro is coming next Christmas uh, to help Nintendo stay relevant versus the PlayStation 5 and whatever Xbox is dropping. And I got people like downvoting me and being like, no, wrong. And it's like, first of all, you don't fucking know. And second of all, I'm a Nintendo fanboy just like the rest of you jerk-offs. And third of all, just because you don't agree with somebody, you don't have to like downvote them and get angry. Like, Just have a discussion, you fucking internet morons. That's all you have to do. It's not that hard. And I know what? Guess what? I'm right. I'm telling you right now, I don't know if a Switch Pro is coming, but if there's one coming, and this that was what the whole debate was, is there another Switch coming? It's going to come next year. And they're like, uh, the Switch is portable at the PlayStation 5, is it? So it won't be compa- competition and it'll still be relevant. Guess what? There's still competition because you're still taking hundreds of dollars out of a gamer's bank account for your console. And a lot of gamers that I know that have a Switch also have a PS4 or an Xbox One. I used to. Right? And guess what? Here's what's going to happen. For the foreseeable future, Nintendo is going to be on an opposite. Uh, release schedule of Sony and Xbox, right? So like the PlayStation 4 has been out for a few years and then the Switch came along and now the Switch is, uh, is selling like wildfire of course it's outselling the PlayStation 4 every month because everybody that wanted a PS4 has one there's like a hundred million of them out there and you know what's going to happen next year when the PS5 drops around Christmas everybody that wants a Switch is already going to have one and here's the new hot PS5 and it's going to be like a reverse Like you guys can't see what I'm doing with my hands but it's like Nintendo's up, now Nintendo's cycle like, is starting to come down. So now here comes PlayStation with their big item. And now their PlayStation, they're, now their cycle's starting to come down. Then Nintendo is going to come back. Nintendo has to drop something big next Christmas if they're going to compete for dollars of the play of the gamers because otherwise everyone's just going to go out and buy PlayStation 5s. And so I think that a Switch Pro is probably coming. And I have no doubt in my mind Nintendo is doing everything in their power to to drop Breath of the Wild 2 for next Christmas because that is the biggest bullet they have in their gun and they have to do something to have the eyes stay on them because otherwise everyone's just going to want the hot new system, especially if the PlayStation 5 comes with a Final Fantasy 7 remake like Part 2 or whatever, which I think it's going to. So just the point of this is even if you don't agree with me, like let's have a discussion. Let's not just be fucking assholes like everybody on Twitter and on Instagram and on fucking Reddit and social media is. (sighs) I hate it. Uh, speaking of speaking of uh, social media, though, and some of the good of it, uh, I've I've posted a poll. It's on our Patreon page. It was on the Twitter, although I think it's expired. It's also on our Facebook page. Um, I'm I'm I've been mentioning it for a while. I'm really I think I'm going to launch a, a wrestling pod in the new year, a wrestling podcast to run alongside this one. My plan is to have their Patreons kind of one in the same so if you subscribe to one you get both in the extra episodes and I'm just curious if you're not a wrestling fan then don't even worry about it if you are a wrestling fan I'm looking for ideas feedback I've got some ideas floating around check it out on our Facebook page or over on our Instagram or over on our Twitter you can search for remember the game on all those things and you'll find it uh Patreon obviously patreon.com slash remember the game uh I gotta get my quick plug in that would really be cool uh the second bonus episode for October just went live and if you want to get in on the draw uh for a prize you have until November first. And listen, uh, Patreon charges everybody on the first day of every month. So if you sign up on like October 30th, you're going to get charged on October 30th, and you're going to get charged on November 1st. I didn't realize that, um, and now there's nothing I can do about changing that. So uh, the deadline to get in on the prize draw uh, for next month is November 1st. So if you want to get in on our Patreon now, uh, I mean, unless you really want to donate twice in like three days, please sign up on November 1st. Okay, that'll be the deadline. Will be the end of that day. Uh, you're going to win a gift. you can you have a chance to win gift card plus you get extra podcasts and all that kind of stuff we got a bunch of them in the bank now that'd be really cool um another thing i was wondering about and i mentioned it on our patreon episode this week and i'm curious to know what some of you guys think would you be interested in a mother three episode of the show uh admittedly it would probably be a patreon episode um, because it's some more, I, well, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. Yet. I'm curious to know if people would be interested in it. If you don't know by some fluke, Mother 3 is the sequel to Earthbound from the Super Nintendo that never found its way over to North America. It was a Japanese release and, uh, never found its way over here. And like fan sites went out and translated Mother 3 and offered the entire translation to Nintendo if they would just drop Mother 3 over here in North America and we never got it. We never got an English version, uh, but there are like ROM hacked cartridges and stuff out there with the English version of Mother 3 on them, and my buddy Chris got me one for my birthday last year, and I was finally able to sit down and play the sequel to Earthbound, and it was rad. I really enjoyed it. I get why Nintendo hasn't released it, to be honest, after playing it. Not that the game isn't killer, because it is, but because there's some... Um, what's uh, I don't know how to word it. There's some, uh, some LGBTQ references and stuff in it that uh, I don't... Think they mean any offense by but by today's standards may come across as offensive and i think if they took these characters out of the game uh people would shit on them for taking them out and if they leave them in people are going to shit on them for leaving them in and i think they don't want to offend anybody you guys know nintendo uh is the child friendly the family friendly the the I, i i quite frankly kind of understand where they're coming from uh, why they, they'd they just be afraid of the backlash that would come. And I think that's why we haven't gotten Mother 3 yet. So I'm curious, would you guys be interested in an episode about it? Because if I do an episode about Mother 3, it's going to be spoiling it. I can't, I can't talk about it without talking about the storyline and stuff like that, I don't think. And I know a lot of people have never played it and are hopeful that someday they're going to get a chance to play it. And I'm not sold you're ever going to get a chance unless you go and get one of these English ROMs. Uh, but let me know if you'd be interested in an episode on mother three, because I would really like to talk about it on here, but I don't want to fuck all you guys that are waiting to play it someday. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, I keep a list just in case you're wondering like where I get all these ideas from. I keep a list on my phone of just stuff that I think of over the week that I want to talk about on the next week show. Uh, overwatch is out on the switch now, which is rad, but like it's an empty case. Uh, as far as I understand, and I know it's not the only game that's like this, you, you buy the case, there's no game cartridge in it. It's just your codes where you can download the game. You get some months of of online and stuff. And I'm just curious, like, why? Like, why? I don't, I I mean, I literally just thought of it. I'm like, why would anyone buy an empty case when you could just, like, you're still going to have to download it. It doesn't make any difference. Just go into the eShop and download it. Why go to the store and buy the case? I guess some people like having the cases sitting on the shelves. Um, but I mean, there's no game in it, so I don't really understand that. Although I did just think of this. I guess if you have like a gift card, you know, if you're like a, if you're someone that just got a gift card for EB Games or Best Buy or something and you really wanted to buy Overwatch or one of these games with it, and maybe, I guess. Um, I just, I'm curious. If, if you've, if you've bought an empty case, why? Why do you buy the, em- I don't, I don't get it, but I'm mostly digital. I've ranted about that a hundred times. Maybe I'm just old fashioned. No, I don't understand it. Um, I also just quickly, I don't know a lot about it, but I just saw a thing where this company's, I think it's called the Game Boy ST or something. And basically it's like a retron console, but for Game Boy. And it's going to be coming out. uh, I heard, I saw the other day, I heard, I heard about it on a podcast and I looked it up. I think it's like 200 bucks US, but it plays like all the old Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games. It's, it's, it's. I assume it's like a Retron console, which if you don't know, there's like four or five of them now. And they're like classic video game consoles, but they're not licensed by any of the major manufacturers. And like some of them you can play like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Like there's a whole bunch of different slots on them. Um, these have always fascinated me, but I've never been inclined to buy one. I was always of the thought that like if you buy, if you're, if you're a collector of classic carts, would you not also be a collector of classic consoles? Like clearly somebody is buying these things because they keep making them so someone must be buying them i've just i mean and i i suppose maybe the convenience of being able to hook them up to more modern tvs because if you have like a classic nes or a sega genesis or something uh, a lot of them can't even be hooked up as far as i know to like a current tv and if you can it looks like shit maybe the retrons are like designed to like produce an hdmi quality picture i don't i don't know i just I've never, I don't understand that either. Maybe I'm just, I'm just in a crotchety mood. I don't get anything. I'm like, why would someone buy an empty case? And why would someone buy a knockoff console when they could buy a real console? And as I've talked about it, I've explained both of them in my head. So maybe that, maybe they completely make sense and you should be buying them. I don't know. Um, I just, to me, ROMs, I don't know. Hack your classic consoles. I, I, that's just whatever. doesn't matter. That's just me. doesn't matter. Like, okay. Like ROMs. I don't have a problem with ROMs when it's a game that you can't give the manufacturer money for. And if you're collecting these classic... Like, if you're a Game Boy collector, uh, guess what? That cartridge of, of uh, Pokemon Blue that you buy at the flea market for 30 bucks, Nintendo's not seeing a dime of that money because it's an old, used game. So, like, I just... Just play it on an original game? I don't know. Game Boy, I guess? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, so, I haven't been playing... Uh, I haven't been playing anything on a game boy ST and I haven't been playing anything that came out of an empty game case. Uh, but what have I been playing? That's a great question. I'll tell you right now. Uh, golf story, uh, golf, Story, Golf <laughs> from New York, uh, golf story. Uh, it's an indie game. I believe it's out on just about everything. It's pretty cool. It's like a classic, uh, golf game with like the three button, like power up, stop it on the power button, hit the accuracy button. Very indie looking, pretty fun. Uh, I picked it up cheap we're probably gonna do a patreon episode of it uh, on it pretty soon so I can give a recommendation or non-recommendation to you guys a lot of people were up my ass to play it it was pretty fun so I finished that Uh, I'm still playing around with Dragon Quest Builders 2 that's become my new Minecraft like that game that cartridge is gonna stay in my switch for the foreseeable future and every time I don't feel like playing anything else I'll hop in and dink around on uh, Dragon Quest Builders for a bit and then uh, I've been playing Ghostbusters on the NES, just over the last day, and uh, that's going to be our segue into what we're talking about this week, which is episode 70, Ghostbusters, on the NES, now I know a ton of us played this game growing up, maybe you didn't play it on the Nintendo, maybe you played the, I've heard the Master, the uh, the Mega Drive, is it the Master System, or the Mega Drive, Uh, fucking Sega, why can't you just have one, the Master System, Uh, I've heard that it's better, heard the atari version come up from a couple of my friends i guess some people played it on pc uh looks like for the most part it's the basic same concept which i'm going to get into more in a couple of minutes uh this this game kind of sucks and uh, I've really wanted to do an episode on this one for a while. I haven't been able to set something up with a guest. I really wanted to be topical because it's Halloween and I thought Ghostbusters would be the perfect tie-in. Uh, so I got some good review on the Sega Genesis Classic review I did a few weeks ago. So I'm going to go solo again this week. We are just going to look a deep depth in look look. <laughs> fuck. A deep depth in look look. My, my dog's looking at me like, what the fuck? Um, we're going to have a nice in-depth look at Ghostbusters on the NES uh, I'm going to explain how I beat it because I beat it for the first time ever about 24 hours ago. I can't believe that. Uh, tell you, give you some tips, give you guys a, a lay of the land why this game sucks, why you probably shouldn't play it, but why it's as infamous as it is in Nintendo folklore and classic retro gaming folklore. Uh, and you're going to get the same damn music when I cue the music in a second that you got right off the top because that is literally the only song in the game. Every other game I've done, I've had to put like three different songs in. I can't do that with this one because there's only one. So I'm going to cue the music. This game released in North America on the NES in 1986. I can't even find a hard date for it. It then found its way over to the Master System in 1987. It originally released, I believe, in 1984, or 1985 on Atari or PC or something. It's been on fucking everything. It sucks on all of them. And I'm going to explain why right now. Check it out. Here we go. guys let's talk some ghostbusters you've listened to that song loud enough. i should fucking just play that song for the entire podcast because then you would know what it's like to play this game because that literally is the only music in this game and it just goes over and over and over and over and i don't hate it i don't think it's the worst iteration well okay no it probably is the worst well i don't know that fucking iteration they did of the ghostbusters theme song for the 2016 movie was pretty bad this one's not great, but I don't think it's terrible. You know, they, they worked with what they could. Uh, frankly, it might be the best part of the game is the, is the music. Uh, I grew up with this game. And again, we're talking the NES version. I know that there's a ton of other versions. Apparently, some of them, at least... I've, I've seen pictures of the Master System 1, and at least it looks better. I don't know how much better it plays, but it looks better. Uh, but the NES one was the one I always played. We never owned it, but we would rent it constantly. Like, my brother and I, every time we would go to the video store, we were just allowed to pick like one or two video games to have for like three days or whatever. And this was always one of the games that we would pick. It never failed. We both adore Ghostbusters. I'm a Ghostbusters fanatic. If you've ever seen pictures of my podcasting table, I've got the Lego Ecto-1 with the four Ghostbusters literally sitting a Six inches right in front of me right now. I have the framed poster from the first movie, Ghostbusters. I have Ghostbuster everything. Ghostbusters and the Ninja Turtles are like my favorite franchises of all time. And so, like, and we all know what it was like when you were a kid and they made a video game out of your favorite franchise, you lost your mind, right? And I never got it. I don't know why we never owned this. Like, for the amount of money my parents spent on renting it, they could have just bought it for us for Christmas or something instead. Uh, But we always rented it. And part of the problem with renting games where we used to rent games in Calgary was from this like little store is you didn't get the manuals. And so uh, I grew up playing the shit out of this game without the internet and without an instruction manual. And I obviously never beat it because I had no fucking idea how. And quite frankly, I beat it yesterday and I still don't entirely know how. But I'm going to give you guys a lay of the land and let you know what I did do to beat it. Um... Having said that, despite like the fact that this game sucks, it's infamously known. Everybody knows that there's a ton of things wrong with it, from the controls to the terrible gameplay to its boring. The music sucks. The broken translation, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for this game. This would easily be the best the, the the best worst game I've ever played. Like everyone's got those bad games that they just love, anyways. Do you know what I mean? And like, if you're listening to this, you're like, "Oh fuck yeah!" I, that's how I feel about ocarina of time Uh, no (laughs) please don't delete the don't cancel the podcast i'm half joking uh, but that's how I feel about Ghostbusters on the NES. I know it sucks, but I love it. Everybody knows this game. As soon as I posted the teaser yesterday, and it was just that final screen where it says congladuration, uh, which is not a type it's not me misspeaking. I'll get into that near the end of this episode. Uh people were commenting and they knew exactly what was coming. If you I mean, I assume most people listen to this know of the angry video game nerd, dude on on YouTube, uh, James Rolfe, who's been making hilarious video game reviews for fuck what 15 years now this is one of his like most famous episodes it's one of the first games he ever reviewed uh and i'm trying to stay away from just basically ripping off everything he did which is what i like it's hard not to because he covered all the things that are wrong with it and i'm gonna try not to just i mean i am gonna cover everything that's wrong with it but i'm gonna try to do it in a way that's different from the angry video game nerd because i i'm not nearly as entertaining as james rolf so, james rolf so uh look that up when you are done this if you want on youtube it's not hard to find it's probably got about a trillion views now it's very funny uh, so I'll start with the music. Like I said, the same fucking song. There's no playlist on YouTube. Whenever I put one of these podcasts together, as you guys know, if you've ever listened to the show, I usually have a song right off the top. I have a song between the intro and the conversation, and then I have a song right before the outro. And usually what I do is I go to YouTube and I just search What I search for whatever game that we're doing that week's soundtrack. And then I just, uh, snag a couple of the files and make them into MP3s and throw them into my, uh, the podcast in GarageBand where I'm editing it. Uh, this time I couldn't do that because you search like the Ghostbusters NES soundtrack and there literally is only one song. There's not like a, there's not a list for you to pick through or anything. It literally is the one song and it doesn't even like, and it, and it's not awful. I wouldn't say it's completely repetitive. Like they go through the whole Ghostbusters song with like the slower parts and then the faster parts, but it gets so old and like to beat this game, Like, realistically, you're probably looking at, like, 45 minutes to an hour. It's kind of a grind. And uh, it's just that one fucking three-minute song over and over again. Um, So, I, I mean, like, when I was playing it last night... Uh, It just hit a point where I turned my TV down and put a podcast on because, like, that's the thing. (laughs) I mean, I was gonna say that's why this game sucks, but there's a hundred reasons why this game fucking sucks. You just you just grind, and I'll get into that more in a minute. It hits a point where you're literally just grinding, trying to save up money to buy the equipment you need to try to beat the game, and uh, and and so it's very mind mindless. It's very like monotonous, like just like just repetitious over and over and over with this fucking song. So. If you listened to the music off the top and then right now and you enjoyed it, cool, you've had your fill. That's all the fucking, that's all it is. Maybe I'll try to splice it into different parts so at least you hear different parts of the song instead of the same part from that, like, first minute. So that's the music. Then you get into the game itself. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, that infamous Ghostbusters off the top where they said it. You guys would have heard it. Uh, there's nothing else that has to be said about it. Well, I mean, the thing is, everybody shits on how they say Ghostbusters, but, like, the fuck are you supposed to do on an nes cartridge it's not like they could have like audio like picture perfect audio picture per sound like you, you couldn't just get perfect words on a fucking nes game i just maybe they should have just left that part out altogether instead of putting in that really shitty like static version of it uh but anyway so there's just that and then the music so so the game itself let's get into that the game itself basically i mean you're the ghostbusters and uh and you're catching ghosts and eventually you're gonna fight a uh, gozer all right so that part is accurate That's the basic concept of it, but that's basically where the accuracy between the movie and the game, uh, falls apart. So when the game starts, you have like $10,000 or something, but you don't have any equipment other than the Ecto one. Okay. And the game fires up and you're on this map and it's one, uh, solitary screen. You can't go off screen or anything. And it's just like a grid of buildings that you drive the Ecto or the Ghostbusters logo between, which I assume is supposed to be like the Ecto one driving the roads of New York. And then, uh, most of the buildings are just like generic buildings, but then there's also Ghostbusters headquarters. Uh, there's the gas station, there's the shop and there's the Zool building. And, and I have a problem with all four of these, quite frankly, like the Ghostbusters, they call it Ghostbusters headquarters. You could have just called it the firehouse. It's the firehouse. Everybody knows it's the fucking firehouse. I don't know why you couldn't have called it that the gas station just has no need to be there. It's don't make us need to get gas. There's nothing fun about that. It doesn't add anything to the game other than frustration. I'll get more into how you run out of gas in a fucking minute. Uh, there's the shop, which is ridiculous because that's where you get all your ghost-busting equipment. So apparently Egon isn't in this game and creating all of their equipment. It You have to go buy it. There's like a fucking... Like you go to Walmart and you just buy like Ghostbusting equipment, which isn't even called the actual Ghostbusting equipment. So I'll get into that more in a minute as well because they didn't use the actual names, despite the fact they use some of the likenesses for it. And then there's the Zool building. Uh, <laughs> my notes on my phone keep saying the Zulu building because it auto-corrected it. But it's the Zool building. And for anyone that doesn't know Ghostbusters, uh, Zool isn't the bad guy. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, I guess maybe you could argue that like, uh, Dana Barrett, uh, Sigourney Weaver in the original movie becomes, uh, like basically becomes Zool. Uh, and, and so it's her building, I guess, but it's, it's Gozer. It should be the Gozer building. That's where you go to fight Gozer. Not where you go to fight Zool. You don't fight Zool. Fuck off. God damn it. It's not that hard. It was a really good popular movie. You can't tell me that you didn't watch it before you made the game. You could have just gotten some of the little details, right? So you basically have this city with a whole bunch of generic buildings and then those four places, okay? And so to start the game, the first thing you have to do, and it doesn't tell you this anywhere, maybe it explains it in the instruction book. And quite frankly, listen, I've never seen the instruction booklet for this game. Maybe the instruction booklet explains that you're not the original Ghostbusters. Maybe it's like the original Ghostbusters never existed and you're just playing as this generic guy that decided to start a Ghostbuster franchise and had to go buy gear. It still wouldn't make sense, but it would make a little more sense to explain why, like, Peter, Ray, Egon, and Winston aren't really in the game. Winston's not at all. You control three white guys that look exactly the same and look nothing like Ghostbusters. They don't dress like they dress like they're fucking like elevator repairmen. It makes no sense. Um, and they don't have their own equipment. So the first thing you do when you start the game, you have to go to the shop and you have to get gear. Okay. Uh, you have to, so, and then not only do you have to go to the shop to get gear, but when you click on the shop, then you have to drive the Ecto-1 to the shop. And so you're going to have to do that every time you go to any building on this map, you, you, you just steer the, uh, the Ghostbuster logo around on the main grid. And then when you pick the building you want to go to, then it cuts to like an overtop, uh, like top down car driving on the road uh thing which is like okay like i can kind of live with that but there's nothing fun about it you just drive um and you have to avoid other cars because if you hit them then you lose money that you have to pay to them for damages and you can run over drums of oil uh to fill up your gas tank which i just again why on earth they decided to put gas in this fucking game i don't know it's not there's nothing fun about that you don't play any other racing games where you have to worry about your fucking gas but for some reason in this one you do. And then there's also Ghosts on the Road, uh, which you can pick up if you buy the right equipment. And uh, the further away from where you currently are, the new building you have to go to is the longer you have to do this boring drive segment. And the longer you do the boring driving segment, the more risk you run of running out of gas. In which case, then you have to actually watch the car pull over to the side of the road, watch two Ghostbusters get out, and then push it for about 15 seconds until it gets to a gas station and you fill it up. It's fucking ridiculous. The just... The only thing I can think of for why they put that in there was to try to add length to the game. It's so fucking dumb. So you drive to the shop. That's the first place you have to go is to the shop so you can get some gear so you can catch ghosts. When you get to the shop they've got a whole bunch of gear but nothing explains what any of it does I don't know if it explained it in the instruction booklet but even if it did it probably didn't explain it very well I don't understand why this was such a problem with old video games and not just shitty video games like Ghostbusters like River City Ransom I've tried to play through that game a few times now Because I never played that one as a kid. And then you can buy all kinds of gear, but it doesn't really explain to you what the gear does. Like, I don't fucking get it. Tons of old RPGs didn't didn't explain anything, which drove me fucking bananas. Is it that hard to just, when you click on an item, have it just a quick blurb of what it does? It is not complicated, and it makes the game infinitely more playable. Because when you get to the shop, you only have $10,000, Right off the hop okay and if you buy the wrong things because you've never played the game before you're just gonna end up hitting reset and starting over because there's no way to get all your money back and there's no way to go out and make more money because you can't make money unless you can catch ghosts which you can't do unless you buy the right equipment (sighs) i wasn't (laughs) i fuck i do like this game kind of but fuck me so Okay, I'll explain the equipment. There's proton pack. They don't call them proton packs. There's the capture beam and the hyper beam. And you can't even afford the hyper beam to start. You can only afford the lowly capture beam. I'm not, I have no idea why they couldn't call it proton packs. If you paid for the Ghostbusters logo and name and song, how you didn't get the equipment, I don't understand. So obviously you have to buy a capture beam and I would, oh yeah. And you only have four slots in the Ecto-1. So you can only buy four pieces of equipment at a time. And there's nine different pieces of equipment and you can only buy four. So you got to pick carefully. So you got to get a capture beam. And then, uh, there's also capture traps and super traps, which are basically the ghost traps. Um, and if you buy a capture trap, it's so, uh, if you buy a capture trap, it's only like $1,000, and you can buy as many of those as you want, I think. And they won't take up more, more uh, spots in your Ecto 1. It'll just up the number of them that are there. Uh, you can go to one call catch ghosts in it one time and then before you can use it again you have to drive all the way to the firehouse or Ghostbusters HQ and unload the trap. So there's no fun in that. So here's your first tip. Buy a capture beam because you obviously need one. Buy the Super Trap right away. It'll cost you six of your $10,000 right off the top but the Super Trap never fills up. So then you don't have to worry about going to Ghostbusters HQ and dropping it off. Just get the Super Trap once and then it's fucking done. So that's the two basic pieces of your equipment. You've got the, the Proton Packs and the Ghost Trap. Or in this case, the capture beams and the capture traps. You have to get those. Then there's also a ghost alarm, which is a PKE meter. And buy that, as far as I'm concerned, buy that as soon as you have enough money to buy it. And I'll explain what it does in two seconds. Uh, it's going to help you find the ghosts when you get back to the map, which I'll explain. There's also a ghost vacuum. And when I said that when you have to drive from place to place, if you have the vacuum equipped, then while you're driving, if you go near the ghosts on the road, you'll suck them up and make some more money. So don't waste money on it right away. But when you're into the grinding part of the game, which you're going to be right after you're done buying this stuff, and you have to get enough money to take on the final boss, go get the vacuum when you can, because it's just a great way to add more money uh, so that's really all the game becomes. Once you buy this initial run, the, basically the entire game is driving around the city, just catching ghosts to save up enough money to buy the good equipment, which I'm about to get to that. You need to fight the final boss or get to the final boss. Uh, so, so there's the proton packs, the traps, the vacuum and the PKE meter. And then there's three other pieces of equipment. There's the ghost suit, which pre- obviously, well, I mean, it's like armor. They don't explain that. I shouldn't say obviously, cause they don't fucking explain it. Uh, but there's a ghost suit. There's ghost food. And then there's a sound generator. And the sound generator is $100,000. You start the game with ten dollars and you're going to spend it all right off the top. The game is basically impossible to beat without the sound generator. And I have to assume when they were developing this game, they were like, well, if you make the sound generator worth a ton of money, then the player will have to basically grind for 45 minutes to come up with enough money to buy it. And that'll give our game some longevity because otherwise you could beat it in like five minutes. So, uh, so forget about the ghost suit, the ghost food and the sound generator for now. Those are things we're going to need when we go to the Zool building, not the Gozer building, the Zool building. Uh, so you've got, you get yourself a a proton pack, get yourself a ghost trap. And then when you can get yourself a pke meter and a vacuum. All right. Then you go back to the map. Now here's what happens. None of the buildings are doing anything. And you just drive your little Ecto-1 logo around this fucking five by five grid of apparently New York. And uh, when you pass a building where there are ghosts, the building will flash red. But they won't flash red unless you touch them, okay? And then once it's flashing red, then you click on that. And then you have to do the driving mini game again where it's over top of the car. You got to hope you don't run out of gas. And you have to get to the building because the flashing red means there's like a call there. There's ghosts. So you go there to fight the ghosts. Now, this is where that PKE meter comes into play alright when you have that thing then every map or every tile on the map is like you're touching it so they'll all flash red as soon as there's ghosts and then you don't have to drive around the map looking for one that flashes red you'll just know you can literally just sit still and wait for one to flash red and then decide if you want to go over to it or not and your best bet is to try to click them all Get uh, click on the buildings that are flashing red as close together as possible because it's less time you'll have to spend driving it's less chance that you'll run out of gas and have to go deal with that fucking thing <sighs> So then you get to a building that's flashing red and that's where the ghosts are. Now you get to fight the ghosts, which should be the fun part of the game. And I don't get like... And I'm going to give this game a little bit of credit near the end. The same thing I did with the original Ninja Turtles game on the NES. I, I can respect the fact that they thought outside of the box and tried to make something out other than just like a shoot 'em up because to me ghostbusters would have worked just fine and i've seen pictures of like the sega genesis version of ghostbusters like the the it's not like this one at all it literally looks awesome and it just looks like a shooting game and like to me ghostbusters would have worked just fine as like a contra game where you're just running around fucking shooting ghosts. But that's not what happens. Nine-tenths of this game are driving around on this stupid map or driving the Ecto-1 trying not to run out of gas when you make it to a call. Then you get to a call, and that should be the fun part, right? You're the Ghostbusters. You've got a ghost trap. You've got a proton pack. You're going to shoot some ghosts. You've got about 20 seconds from the time that that screen loads, and it's one stationary screen again with a couple of generic buildings in the back and four of these stupid-looking little ghost icons just floating around in the sky at random. You control two Ghostbusters at the same time, facing each other like they're carrying like a couch like one is walking backwards one is walking forwards and to start it off you have the trap between them and you hit a and you'll drop the trap on the ground then you hit a again and both ghostbusters start shooting their proton packs straight up in the air now if you have the better proton pack then your beam will go like three quarters of the way up the screen or something uh if you've got the regular proton pack then your beam only goes halfway up this up the screen and then you can control one ghostbuster at a time and all you can do is make that ghostbuster walk left and right on the stationary screen and you can switch at any point from one ghostbuster to the other but when you switch the one that you switched away from doesn't move he just stands there with his beam shooting straight up and all you have to do is hope that these fucking four ghosts fly down and touch your beam and if they never and like, and there are times where they never come down from the sky close enough that you could even catch them with your beam they just sit up in the sky and you look at them and it's so fucking annoying that you just wasted a minute and all this gas driving to a call, and then you can't even catch the ghost because they don't come down because it's completely random, okay? But if they do come down and they touch your beam, now they're caught. And again, you've only got about 20 seconds to round the four of them up, get your beams over the trap, and then hit A. And then like a little like hurricane thing shoots out of the trap and then comes back down and any ghost it touches, it'll take down into the trap with it. Now, here's the key to the game is you have to come up with enough money to buy that sound generator to have a chance at beating the Zool building, And how you make money is by catching the ghosts, okay? And the ghosts work like Pac Man. The first one you catch is worth 200, then 400, then 800, then 1600, but only if you catch them on the same ghost trap hurricane thing like if you catch one and get $200 then you catch another one in your beam come back and then shoot the trap up and catch it again it's still only worth $200 the score only multiplies if you get them all at once so really by the time you waste your trip getting there if you don't have at least three of the four ghosts it's not even worth your fucking time just keep trying to catch all of them until it because if you run out of time and there's no timer anywhere but if you run out of your 15 or 20 seconds whatever it is it gives you the Ghostbusters just randomly pick up the trap and walk off the screen you have no idea how much time you have it's so fucking stupid so that should be the funnest part of the game and there's literally nothing fun about it it's complete chance you're just hoping that the ghosts come down you can slightly alter the angle that the ghostbusters are holding their beams at but there's no need to do it because you're gonna catch the ghosts no matter where they are if it's straight up in the air that's your best bet and if you push the beams down at all then they're pointed toward each other and then if they touch you cross the streams which as egon explains in the movie. Uh, is uh is is the most catastrophic thing that could possibly happen, but in this game it just makes this weird like noise and then the ghostbusters pick up their trap and leave. so uh if you were like if you've never played this and you were like, okay, well, the driving around in the ecto one sounds fucking stupid, but at least you could catch ghosts. uh nope, catching ghosts fucking sucks just as much as the rest of it. <sighs> I need a drink of water. so that's literally all you do. Uh, until you, until you have enough money to, uh, I mean, I guess you don't need enough money, uh, but basically you just drive around this map looking for flashing red buildings. That's where the ghosts are. And then you go fight the ghosts. And again, if you don't buy the super trap, if you buy a regular trap, once you go on one of those calls and catch ghosts. Now, before you can go to another call, you have to drive all the way over to Ghostbusters uh, headquarters and unload the trap. It's so dumb. And you'll probably run out of gas fucking doing it and then have to push your car, the Ecto-1 to the gas station again. So just buy the super trap right off the top. That is the first major piece of advice. So you don't have to go and unload it all the time. While you're, now, while you're driving around on the map, there's these little ghost icons constantly floating across the screen and they're going toward the Zool building, which is in the center. And as these ghosts are floating toward the Zool building, it's your PKE energy is what they call it. It's in the bottom corner, keeps going up. And I I guess it's kind of like a timer because you can drive over these ghosts on the map with the Ghostbuster logo and you won't pick them up, but you'll slow them down and they won't go to the Zool building as fast. And my understanding is that if you let that PKE energy meter hit 9999, uh, it's game over because um, there's too much ghost energy or something I've never let that happen it goes up really slow I played it for an hour yesterday to beat it and I think when I beat it my pke energy was at like 3500 so I don't know how long that takes and apparently stay puffed apparently uh, shows up and walks over the city sometimes but I've never ever made that happen in all the times I've played this game I've never seen stay puffed show up And walk over the city. So I have no fucking idea. It's so random. And now here's the most random thing. And this is another completely infuriating thing about this game. You can't just... So, like, obviously, at some point, you have to go to the Zool building to fight Gozer. That's how you beat the game. But you can't just go into the Zool building anytime you want. You have to wait for the bottom of the screen to say, enter the Zool building. And it just says it at random times. If there's a method to make it say it, I don't know what it is. I thought maybe it was like the right amount of PKE energy, but I had the game telling me, and you can enter the Zool building for a good like 15 minutes yesterday. And I was like, no, not yet. Cause I don't have enough money to go buy the sound generator and stuff that I need to beat that building. So I just kept driving around the fucking map, catching four ghosts at a time and then saving up. So you get $3,000. That's what I meant to say. If you catch all four ghosts at once, you get $3,000. And so you need to make hundred about 120000 to get all the equipment you need to fight the stairs. So it's $3,000 at a time. So that's all the way to $120,000 just fucking driving around this map in circles, going into these shitty little ghost-busting things and catching four ghosts. It's so fucking dumb. Uh, But yeah, so the game kept telling me, hey, enter the Zool building, enter the Zool building, enter the Zool building, and I wasn't ready. Then I finally went, I had enough money to get all the equipment, which I'll explain in a second, came back out to the map, and I was like, all right, let's go to the Zool building. And then it wasn't saying it, and then it wouldn't let me enter the Zool building. It was so fucking stupid. So then I didn't know, like, is there something I have to do to make it let me enter... Sorry, there we go, that's my phone. I was like, is there something I have to do to make this thing let me enter the Zool building? And I put my phone down... On, uh, or I, I put my controller down on my table and was literally googling on my phone. What do I have to do to make it let me into the Zool building? And I couldn't find an answer. And then I looked up at the screen, and the text is going along the bottom. You may enter the Zool building, but I didn't do anything. I didn't move the car. I didn't have enough. Like, I didn't change the amount of money I have. I guess the PKE energy went up, but it was already up. I have no fucking clue. It's like it just fucks with you. And then at random times, it's like, okay, you can go now if you want to try to beat the game now. So uh, finally, I got to go to the fucking Zool building, even though I don't know what I did to let myself in there. Now, when you get into the Zool building, you have to climb the stairs. And we all remember that famous scene from Ghostbusters where they go to fight Gozer and they get there and they get all fired up in the street and the street collapses and they get up and they're like, you want to play rough? Let's play rough. And the crowd cheers. It's awesome. And it's really funny because like you get this big feel good moment. And then the very next scene, uh, they're climbing like 100 flights of stairs and they're like whining about how hard it is and it's sad and, and stuff like that. Uh, this game decided to... <laughs> this game was like, hey, you know that funny part in Ghostbusters where they're literally just climbing 100 flights of stairs? Let's make them do that in the game. And so that is like the next level is you get to climb 23 flights of stairs. Now, before you go to do that, listen... This is where you go back to the store, sell off your ghost trap. You don't need one anymore. Sell off your PKE meter and sell off the ghost vacuum. You don't need any of that. I don't know if you need to bring a proton pack with you or not. I did. Uh, And then with those three spots in your car... Buy those three pieces of equipment I mentioned before that were kind of useless. Get the ghost suit, the ghost food, and the sound generator. And that's going to cost you $120,000 or $125,000 or something. And again, you're going to make that three grand at a fucking time. So it's going to take a long time to get there. And every time you hit a car driving to one of these fucking calls, uh, you're going to lose money because you have to pay for the damages you did to the car you fucking hit. It's It's just, it's not fun. It's just ridiculous. There's nothing fun about it um but you need the you need the ghost you need the ghost suit because the, it's like armor and it gives you more hits because there are ghosts in the stairs that are going to come after you. And when they hit you, you lose a, a hit. So if you buy the ghost armor you get or the ghost suit, you get more hits. Buy the ghost food and you get two or three foods. I don't remember how many. I want to say two. Uh, that you can drop anywhere you want in the stairwell. And then all the ghosts will be drawn to the food. And you'll kind of draw them away from you as like a distraction. And then you can run up some stairs while they're distracted by the by the food. And then the sound generator is the most critical item in the game. I didn't know this was even a thing when I was a little kid costs a hundred thousand dollars if you go into this stairwell without the sound generator the four ghosts that are in this stairwell the whole time you're trying to climb it home in on you it's impossible you can't attack them it's impossible to dodge them i'll get into the controls in a minute they're just going to keep bumping into you until you die but if you have the sound generator then they don't come right after you they just float randomly around the screen and so then you can kind of dodge and pick and choose and go when they're not around and back up when they are around and stuff so you need the sound generator and i was thinking about this while i was playing it like you made me fucking save up a hundred thousand dollars of your fake currency to buy the sound generator would it have been too much to ask for the sound generator to play a different song while you're in the stairs like is that i don't think that's too much to fucking ask like, like what about like saving the day? Like the other song from Ghostbusters when they're going to the building or something. But nope, doesn't actually change the song at all. It just fucking distracts the ghosts, all right? So you need those three things because now you go to the Zool building. Now you have to climb these 23 flights of stairs. And you're probably thinking if you've never played the game, that doesn't sound that bad. <sighs> You control three Ghostbusters all in a line and you literally like two of them just follow the first one. So like you're only controlling one but it gives you three so that makes your fucking sprite like triple the size that it would be which makes it that much harder or that much easier for the ghosts to hit. You can't just use left, right, up or down to make the Ghostbusters move. This is the most infuriating... Well, it's not the most infuriating. The whole game's infuriating. This is one of the stupidest things. You literally, every time you tap A and hold a direction, the Ghostbusters will take a step. And so for 23 floors, and it's a big, like, it's, you know, it, it it's probably fucking 50 or 60, like, click, 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 click. Probably more than that of the A button to get up one floor. Like, because you go straight to the left, and then diagonally up to the right, up the stairs, straight to the left, diagonally up to the right, straight to the left, diagonally up to the right. That's how you climb these stairs. And it, so it's literally up, like, it's like a giant, you're tracing a giant Z. And it's like you literally have to like tap, 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 tap the whole fucking time. Like your thumb hurts. And that's what I'm so proud of about beating this game yesterday is I didn't do it with the turbo controller. I know a lot of people have done that. They use the turbo controller because at least you can just hold A and make them run. Nope. I fucking grinded like my thumb this morning. Like I can see the little veins in my thumb, because I've got that fucking swell on, because I tapped that button, and while you're climbing these stairs, there's four ghosts flying around the room, and if, again, without the sound generator, they home in on you, you're fucked, with the sound generator, they literally just float, like they're in the breeze, okay, and if they get close to you, if they if, if they touch you, then you take damage, and I have no idea how much damage you can take, I know you can take a lot more with the anti-ghost suit, but I don't know how many actual hits you can take and when they hit you it just makes this like noise but like i got like i have no idea how the collision detection works with these fucking ghosts because they don't have to touch you half the time they're disappearing and shit into the background like the pixels are fucking like glitching or something and like you know you know what those old NES games are like and they're like disappearing into the background but half the time dude I was getting hit yesterday where they were literally an inch on the screen away from me which is a big fucking gap imagine if you're playing Super Mario Brothers and a Goomba was an inch away from you and then it made you get hit and you lose your mushroom or something that's what this game was doing and what did they hit you once they hit like there's no you don't get that like invisibility you know in a lot of games you take damage and then you're invisible for five seconds this game you it literally is just like bam 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 until you either move off of them or they float off of you and you can't just quickly move off of them because you have to tap 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 to fucking get off of them and if they happen to randomly float in the direction that you tap 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 away they keep hitting you it's so fucking stupid Ugh. And you don't know how much health you have. There's no health bar on the screen. I have no idea when my health fills up or how many hits I have. I know that that suit gives you more hits, but I have no idea how many you get. So then, like I mentioned too, you get ghost food, which like I think is stupid, but whatever. Ghosts are attracted to food, apparently. I, well, no, okay. No, okay. I was going to say that's stupid, but I guess Slimer, like... these solo ones are hard on my throat. I guess Slimer eats all the time, so I can live with that. Ghosts need the food. So if you hit start... Uh, I think is what it is. Oh, yeah. Select is pause through the whole game, too, which is also fucking weird. So select pauses. Start drops ghost food. And if you drop a package of ghost food, all the ghosts incredibly slowly float toward the food. Okay, but here's one of the problems. You you drop the food in like the bottom right corner of the screen, run all the way to the left. And then as the ghosts float down toward the food, you go diagonally right up above them up to the next floor. But as you climb the stairs, the screen shifts up. And as the screen shifts up, the ghosts shift up. So they don't stay where they were. So you literally, you're like, oh, fuck yeah. Okay, the ghost is past the stairs. I can run by them now. But as you take three steps up the stairs, tap, 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 the fucking screen comes up and the ghosts come up three spots with it. So then they hit you. And then once they hit you once, they hit you like five times. So the only thing you can really do with the food is is drop it. What I would say, if you've never played the game, this isn't going to make a lot of sense, but if you've played it, this will understand. Dro- like drop the food at the top of a set of stairs and then run, which will be at the right end of the screen, then run over to the left end of the screen. So you'll be at the base of the next set of stairs. Let the ghosts get all the way down to that food. It takes forever. Like you could literally like, with mo- I don't know how we played this game without mobile phones because now you can like do that and then check your Twitter, check your Facebook fucking send an email it'll take a minute for the ghosts to get down near the food then quickly you fucking dash up the stairs dash all the way to the left the second that food disappears out of the bottom of the screen because the screen will keep coming up as you go up the stairs uh the ghosts come flying back up at you so like make maximum use of it okay Put it at the put it at, at like put it at the top of a set of stairs, run over to the left, let the ghost get to it, run up the stairs, run over to the left, run up the stairs, get as far up as you can before that fucking food disappears out the bottom of the screen. Because the second it disappears, those ghosts are gonna come back at you. And you only get like two of them. And remember, remember kids, there's twenty-three flights of stairs. So you have to and nothing changes. Other than a door at the top of each set of stairs that says what floor you're on, nothing changes. The music keeps laying the same. The screen looks exactly the same. It's the same four fucking ghosts. It is so boring. And then when you get to the top of each floor, there's a door with the number of the floor on it and you can open the door. And I don't know, I don't know what happens, but one of three things happens is that it's empty and nothing happens. There's a ghost behind it and then you take a fucking hit, which is complete crap or this like weird tune plays. And I think if the weird tune plays, you get a hit back. Because when I finally beat the game yesterday, I got a whole bunch of those weird tunes at the tops of stairs. Oh. <sighs> So, I hope that makes sense. If you've never played the game, it doesn't make sense, but I think 90% of people have played or at least fucking seen this game. And if you haven't, look it up on YouTube. Maybe I'll put a Let's Play up of it down the road and you'll be able to see. Fucking sucks. So, if you manage to make it up the oh yeah, and if you get, if, and there's no continues, there's no lives, no nothing. So, if you get hit too many times and you never know when it's gonna be your last hit, But if you get hit too many times, then your Ghostbusters just lay down, and then the screen acts like it froze for two seconds, and then it goes back to the Ghostbusters logo, and you start all over again. No lives, no continues, no fucking nothing. So dumb. But if you manage to make it to the top of the 23 flights of stairs, then the Ghostbusters go up one last flight of stairs on their own. Uh, well, they fucking sprint to. So they 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 drag their asses would tap 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 tap. They drag their asses up these entire fucking twenty three levels of stairs. But then when they get to the top, they fly across the screen and go up the last set to the roof. Uh, then becomes actually the only fun part of the game, and that's where you fight Gozer. Okay, and you're on the top of a roof, and you've got the Keymaster and the Gatekeeper, the two dogs, uh, which are actually Lewis and uh, and uh, Dana. And they're spitting like fireballs at you. And then there's a giant gozer in the middle of the screen shooting like electrical beams at you. Plus there's all these little ghost icons floating around and you control two Ghostbusters side by side with like one proton pack. And it almost plays kind of like a top down level of Contra where you can move like the controls perfect, like left, right up, down, diagonal, whatever you want. And you just tap the shoot button whenever you want. And you can pick these little ghosts off because if they touch you, they'll hurt you. So you can shoot these little ghosts and then they'll disappear, but Gozer keeps producing them. But you also have to dodge all the projectiles, that the the two dogs are shooting at you, and you have to dodge the electrical beams that Gozer is shooting at you. okay? And you've only got about, I would say two thirds of the screen to play with because then Gozer and like the sky take up the third screen, the third uh, the the additional third of the screen. And if you go through the bottom of the screen, you see a Stay Puft is climbing up the building behind you, which I actually think is a fucking great touch. And you can see a picture of the skyscraper uh, from it's like a, a, a whole, like the entire building. It's like a graph and they show you how close to the top Stay Puft is. And every time you go back to the bottom of the screen and see Stay Puft, he's closer and like he's bigger and his face is cool. And so the key is you've got to shoot Gozer enough times to kill her without Stay Puft getting to the top or without you taking too much damage and dying. And, uh, and I've, quite frankly, I have no idea why the whole game couldn't have just been like that because this game, this one level is actually hella fun. It's really cool. It's like a, it's a top down Contra game with the Ghostbusters and it's, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. That stupid song still plays the whole time. Uh, and then if you shoot Gozer enough and you have no idea how many hits she takes, which like, okay, I can kind of live with that. Um, because a lot of games like bosses don't like, I mean, not in the Contra games, none of the bosses had health meters really Uh, I can live with that Uh, I still wish that the Ghostbusters had a health meter I don't get where the logic is in that and making you not know how many hits you have left Uh, but if you shoot Gozer enough times then it looks like the game freezes again because she just turns into a bunch of like weird like square pixels and I remember like when I did it yesterday I was like what the fuck like did you just break but then all of a sudden like boom it just disappears and then the title screen comes up to say congratulations almost and I'll get into that in just a second and then that's the end of the game and then you get to go uh, do it again. So uh, one of the most famous things about this game is that congratulations screen because whoever they had do the translation, I don't think they had anyone do translation for this game. I think like because it was probably I, I don't I don't even know. I, I nobody proofread it like not. I I swear they did it on purpose just to be like yeah this game is shit. Let's fuck with them. I'm reading you exactly what the final game screen says. Congratulations Not congratulations, congratulation. You have completed a great game and proved the and proved has got two O's in it. So that's wrong. And proved the justice of our culture. Now go and rest our heroes. That is what the, and that is all you get. Like God forbid, I need a drink of water. God forbid you just give us a scene of like the Ghostbusters like walking out back onto like the streets of New York with everybody cheering or the Ecto-1 driving back to fucking Ghostbusters HQ even though it would probably run out of fucking gas like it always does. Like God forbid you give us some form of animation. It literally, you know what it feels like? It literally feels like they were like, no one's going to beat this game. We don't even have to put an ending in it because no one's going to get by these fucking stairs. But then they were like, oh shit, what if somebody does get by the stairs? We need to have something waiting for them. So then they threw together this congratulation. You have finished a great game and proved the justice of our culture. Fucking screen in. It's so stupid. And that's it. That's the game. I hope that this made sense. I hope that this episode wasn't too fast or too stupid. If you've never played it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. But it's so dumb. And here's the thing. And this is what I wanted to talk about. When we did the original Ninja Turtles episode of the show, excuse me, which we did on episode... Fuck, man. That was an old episode, wasn't it? Uh, I really wanted to plug it. Uh, Number 18, David Ray, the guy I mentioned off the top. Me and David Ray talked about the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES. And these are the two of the games that I think most people remember, two that stick out in our minds because Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles in the 80s were as big as Nintendo. Probably bigger. Like, they were fucking huge. And the original ninja turtles game is not that good and the original ghostbusters game is infinitely worse but i do semi-respect the idea of trying something different and i've said that about the ghost i've defended that original ninja turtles game ad nauseum i know it's not as fun as any of the beat-em-ups that came after it but at least they were like hey i vote instead of a beat-em-up we try to make like a little bit of exploration in this and you get to control before turtles and kind of change it up and in this one I get what they were trying to do. They're like, hey, you know what? How about you have to drive around? Because that's what happened in the actual movie, right? The ghosts were showing up more and more and more and the Ghostbusters kept fighting them. And while the Ghostbusters were fighting them, they were getting worried about how many ghosts were showing up and how much uh, extraterrestrial energy or whatever was in the city. So I get that that's what they were trying to do with this game. But there's just no fun to it. Why couldn't the ghost busting play the same way as the Gozer fight? Even if you had just done that, where when you get to a building where there's a call and you have to go fight a ghost, it turns into like a top-down screen and you have to shoot the ghost a bunch and then that's how you catch him. Even if you just put that in, it would have made it so much more fun. Because the actual ghost catching of the game is, is probably the boringest part of the game. It's so, there's no way to die. There's no way to get hurt. And you can only catch the ghosts if they come down low enough for your proton pack stream to touch them. There's nothing fun about that. It's ridiculous. And not only is there nothing fun about it, but you have to do it over and over and over and over and over to come up with enough money to buy that sound generator to have a chance at beating the fucking stairs. It's ridiculous. I get that you tried kind of, but then at the same time, I'm like, did you try? activision when you made this game like did you try did you watch the movie you made the game of because you don't mention the names of the ghostbusters at all winston doesn't show up in the least you don't nail the firehouse you call it ghostbusters headquarters they have to go buy equipment even if you had had to go to the ghostbuster firehouse to buy the equipment and it wasn't buying the equipment it was like you have to have enough money to like for Egon to develop the equipment, maybe even something like that. And you could have called the equipment the right thing, like the proton pack and the ghost trap and the PKE meter. That's what you had to, that's all you had to fucking call it. I don't know where Winston is. The Ghostbusters wear green jumpsuits with green hats, which they never fucking wore. And don't tell me that you couldn't animate their hair in. Like I get that, because I, I know I've, I've read that that's why Mario wears a hat is because they weren't worried. They were worried about animating his hair. Uh, but you don't have to animate a fucking. You don't animate anything in this fucking game. The ghosts are literally fucking like stickers on the screen that just randomly float around. You can't tell me that instead of a green hat you couldn't have just put brown on there and then that would have been their hair. Because all three of the Ghostbusters had brown hair and they didn't wear fucking green this game this fucking game and I don't know why if it wasn't Ghostbusters nobody would talk about this game this game would be one of the most forgotten never talked about games in the NES library and basically of that era. But instead, because you took one of the most iconic franchises ever and put their fucking logo on the box, everyone's got to play this game and it sucks. And then Ghostbusters two, which I'm not going to do an episode on probably ever is probably worse and it's and it's what really fucked up is they made an actual game out of it where they followed the storyline of Ghostbusters 2. And you run from side to side of the screen and shoot at bad guys and drive the Ecto 1 sideways through obstacles. But it's so hard, and the control sucks so hard that it sucks just as bad. It's so infuriating that there aren't more good Ghostbusters games. The Sega Genesis Ghostbuster game looks incredible not the master system version of this the sega go look it up if you've never seen it like like it's got it's got fucking peter ray and winston and or pardon me peter ray and egon still no love for winston uh but they all look awesome they look very cartoonish it looks like a shoot 'em up kind of game it looks sick i've never played it when they eventually figured out how to hack the sega genesis mini i'm putting that game on my sega genesis because i've always wanted to play it and then they just re-released the ghostbuster game from the Xbox 360 PS3 era. Uh, onto all the current consoles. And that game is the definitively best Ghostbusters game. It's practically the third movie. And it's awesome. And I get that in the NES days. They couldn't make a game like that. But you can't tell me. That you couldn't have made a game a little better than this. When games like DuckTales. And Chippendale. And some of those fucking exist. And they're great games that cashed in on valuable IP. You can't tell me you couldn't have made a good Ghostbusters game. If you fucking wanted to. But you didn't. Felt good. Good enough. Guys, I've been talking by myself for 45 minutes. I'm losing my voice. I'm fucking I've had enough of this game. I'm gonna give it a score. Out of 23 floors, how many floors would I give Ghostbusters on the NES? I would give it 10 floors. And that is only because the fighting gozer is fun. And the Ghostbusters logo is in the game and you nailed it. And the theme song isn't terrible for an 8-bit iteration. It's just repetitive over and over and over again. And you're about to hear it again in like 10 seconds. I hope that when you go to bed tonight, you either hear this song in your head or you hear tap, 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 tap. Because that literally is all this fucking game is. Never play it. It's not available on anything. You won't be able to find it anywhere. If you're a collector, sure. If you've hacked your Nintendo and you want to give it a chance, I guess fuck around with it for like an hour Uh, don't spend more than like a dollar on it from a collector cause it's not worth anything cause it fucking sucks. And, uh, and shame on you Activision for shitting on my favorite childhood franchise and making my mom and dad spend dozens and dozens of dollars renting this game for me over and over and over again, just so I couldn't beat it. I even, I would rent, okay, I know like I'm done, but like I would rent this game And then fucking play it for like a day and then be like, why did we rent this? This game sucks. And then not play it for the rest of the week we had it rented. I remember playing games I owned instead of the game I rented while the game I rented, which was Ghostbusters, was at my house because I was like, this game sucks so hard that I want to go and play one of my other games instead. But then I would rent it again because that fucking logo just gets me every time. (sighs) Good enough. Thanks for listening, you guys. I'm going to play that stupid song one more time, do an outro, and get out of here. Uh, Happy Halloween. Ghostbusters. That's going to do it for this week's episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I press I could have just signed it out right during the discussion or during the talk about Ghostbusters, but I wanted one more excuse to play that song. I don't think that's a terrible version of the song, frankly. Uh, For 8-bit, it's fine. It's not that bad. Um, Thank you so much for listening, you guys. If you like the show, uh, please leave us a good review. Wherever it is, you leave good reviews for your podcasts. I don't know what it accomplishes, but I'm going to keep doing it uh, or keep asking for them because apparently that's what you're supposed to do. Follow us on social media at MemberTheGame the Game or search for Remember the Game on Facebook and Patreon. We absolutely follow back. I love interacting with people. The Patreon thing would be really cool. And don't forget to check out Dave Ray's fundraiser if you're here in Edmonton and you like Dave. It's uh you can find him on Twitter at the Dave Ray R A E at the Dave Ray. Uh, And that is going to do it for this week's episode. You guys have a great Halloween. Stay safe. Uh, I can't imagine anyone listening to this is still trick-or-treating. But if you're taking somebody trick-or-treating, have fun. Uh, Make sure you pick out all of their good candy, especially the Wonder Bars and Snickers. And uh, I'll be back. Oh, and Peanut Butter Cups. Fuck yeah. And I will be back next week with episode 71 of Remember the Game. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you later. Cheers.